mean? Oh yeah, no, she was totally sick. Meanwhile, her entire skull was fractured, and it's like, mm, yeah. yes, you know, exploding skull syndrome. Yeah, but do you think yeah, this nope. is gonna this is gonna change Iran? Do you think it's gonna? They're talking about regime change already, and who's gonna come next? The leader well, might step down. That's what everybody on the cable news is saying. <laughs> unfortunately, in places like that, unless you know, unless somebody uh, somebody's head comes out on a pike, right. you know, the issue is is that especially with authoritarian regimes, the army's answer to the leader of that authoritarian regime. And right. so if, if that, Directly. And, and unless the, and unless the army says, nah, we're done with this. Right. And then unfortunately what you typically end up with more often than not is a military junta because then the military seizes power because they have the guns and the weapons. Right. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the land. and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Hey Jeffrey, what's up? How are you doing? Oh wow, what what a time! What a time! What a time! Yeah, I like Karen, and I I've been under the weather for a while, so it was like I don't didn't know if I was ready for that positivity that she brings to the <laughs> table, you know. But it turns out that's exactly what I need. Her voice sounds like a smile to me, you know. It really I mean? does. It really yeah. does. And she's always so very optimistic about life, and we need more optimism in this world. It's true. There's plenty of things going on hitting the world today that just, whoo-wee. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't make a note because honestly, I thought most of it was going to be the Donald Trump stuff. You know what I mean? He's got like 18 cases going on. And I thought we could cover that. Oh and, boy. Uh, but then, uh, what happened in Iran with this girl mm -hmm. that died? With oh. And so, then you've got, and then you've got the mass mobilization in Russia. Let's let's just yeah. pick a starting point. Let's go. Oh, with, and North Korea acknowledging that they're now a nuclear state and they have the right oh, yeah. to preemptively defend themselves. Yeah, China and Taiwan. <laughs> everybody, I don't know. everybody What's, needs to smoke a joint and chill, chill the fuck out. Is basically what it boils down to. Go, go bake a pie because when you're done, you'll have pie. <laughs> Problem is, is that they want to glass the planet, and I'm like, look, we're not going to bake it that hard. Yeah, um, no, 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 no. So, where do we start? Let's let's start with uh, you know the Donald Trump cases, just because local sure. might as well dig into that. So that's a fun one. Um, yeah. I say that a lot these days because it turns out we're having a lot of fun, and by that I mean we're not. Um, <laughs> Does Donald Trump have Elon Musk's neural net in his head to where he can just think things unclassified? <laughs> and, the, and, and watching a watching the, the the special master that got appointed go, mm, that's not how that works, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, I you know, it's 
I think Donald Trump is always Just because you want something been... unclassified doesn't mean that you're going to get it unclassified. And even if you get it unclassified, doesn't mean it's yours. It just means you have the right to look at it. Right. And and you're declassifying it for the public to be able to look at. Yeah. And yeah. and that's that's one of those things where, as as a taxpayer, I do believe that I have a right to see any number of different documents. Mm-hmm. I really do. But at the same time, I also have an understanding that, you know, there are certain things that we're we're doing in order to hedge the safety of the country. Right. And that the fewer people that know about something, the better. Yeah, I don't want to know that spy's name, and no offense, I don't want Adam to know the spy's name. Like, I don't trust everybody in America. So if I can't see it to keep other people from seeing it, I'm okay with that. I just think Donald Trump is this major magician where he's like, look over here, I'm doing this. And people forget the thread, but these judges, they're not losing the thread on this. No. And that's just it is, is that he also said that the FBI planted a bunch of stuff and the, the special master went, all right, what got planted? And they, he hasn't been able to provide a list of what's been planted. Right. Right. Something was planted because, because nothing was actually planted. You know, that's, and that's, you know, I, I call it, you know, we've, we've talked about this before the Sagan standard that which can be claimed without evidence can be easily dismissed without such right it's like yes. you know you can sit down and say oh the fbi planted stuff it's like there here's the list of documents what was planted yeah we know what you had what came back to the fbi that's and me- so so you know and that's the thing is that if, if the fbi actually did plant something i mean hey let's have that conversation but the reality uh-huh. is, is that in a case like this the answer is I'm going to go 99.99999%. No, that didn't happen. Yeah. It's usually the laziest thing that's right. Like people aren't working to take down Trump. You know what I mean? People aren't working to take down Trump. They're just giving him enough rope to hang himself. And then when he finally does, he complains that it's political. No, it's just the rope. (laughs) Yeah. And, and oftentimes too, it's like the kind of, the kind of crookedness that you're seeing usually you find at more like a petty crimes level than you do at, you know, say a massive federal level. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. Have cops planted evidence on somebody who had no evidence. Yeah, sure. But nobody is going in there saying that the FBI planted 15 boxes after you'd already turned over 12. Right. You know, and- you, it's kind of, you, like we talked about, it's like, you know, we, you know, weeds illegal, you're out dealing weed and the, the cop thinks that you probably are dealing other things. And he's like, Hey, let me buy a little weed off you. Mm-hmm. And you hand over the weed because it's, you know, you don't think of it as it's that bad, but what you've done is given an agency probable cause to investigate you. And now they're going to be looking for the worst of the worst stuff that they can actually find on you. And as you know, like we said, like I said, last, the last time we talked about this, it's exactly what Trump did is he handed, he handed over the stuff that he didn't think was that bad but he gave probable cause to believe right. that there was a bunch of other shit that he had too. That's what you were saying. If he had one document and they said, you have the document and he said, yes, here it is. That was already a crime. Cause he took it now saying, no, I don't have the document is obstruction. That's two crimes. And yes, it gives him probable cause. Now there was more than one document. There was at least a hundred like top secret classified and then a whole mess of stuff after that. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, he did something wrong. And I've always wondered why he didn't just go, oh, shit, I didn't know. I'm stupid. Here. You know? <laughs> why not play it off as stupid, humble, like regretful? He, he can't even pretend to be any of those things for his own sake. That's, you know, and that's, that's the thing is, is, uh, you know, you get all these conflicting reports, you know, with the FBI raid, Trump calls and says, Hey, what can I do to turn down the heat and the pressure? Yeah. And then right. goes and starts screaming about how the FBI is nothing but a political witch hunt. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. like bullshit, you know, you, I don't know what you think you're doing. You know, you've gone from back to the blue and all of this other bullshit to, you know, the FBI is now just a political organization and people follow that shit hook, line and sinker. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, Hey, welcome to, you know, my level of, I don't trust the government. There's a few things that you should probably know. It's yeah. like, look, I don't necessarily have a whole lot of trust in the government to begin with, but that's not because I think they're, you know, in favor of one political group or another. I think that just in general, the government has far too much power that it shouldn't have. But that said, you know, what is it in the, what was it? Uh, it was in Liar Liar when Jim Carrey has a quote unquote client on the phone who he constantly is having to represent in court. And the guy's like, hey, something just happened. Well, we need your advice. And because he can't lie anymore and he mm -hmm. has to tell the truth, he just screams in the phone, stop breaking the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goddamn pen is blue is all I keep thinking. <laughs> yeah. And that's just it is, is that, you know, you can sit down and say that, you know, you can sit down and scream law and order all you want, but if you don't actually follow the law and you don't do things in, in the order in which, you know, the public has dictated mm. through legislation, you can say law and order all you want, but your actions show that you have zero regard for that statement whatsoever. And you only believe in it when it serves your interest. And that's bullshit right saying law and order is a way to get the most uh qualified insurgents on your side right the people that are trained and own guns <laughs> so yeah. it's a it's a real shit show and then on top of that you look at you know there's always been the question of is donald trump as rich as he claims to be and now you have this this civil suit out of the state of new york oh, I in love which that they one, yeah you know, in which they allege that there are 200 incidents of over, you know, overvaluation of property in order to get, uh, significant loans. And also I believe, um, pay less in taxes to the state of New York based on a couple of, right. He'll, he'll say his his apartment is 30 square feet and 307 wait. 300 square feet and three um what was it 378 million dollars and then he can get a loan because he owns something that expensive but then he can also say no it's it's only 1100 square feet when somebody wants him to pay taxes on that and we all know mm -hmm. what a property tax is if you improve your home they're going to charge you more once they find out and if your home isn't valued as as much you're not going to have to pay as much in property taxes that one was obvious the mar-a-lago one was funny to me he bought it at five million. It's valued at seven million because of all the conditions that he can't build new houses on it. But when he went to go uh, get it appraised, when he went to go get a loan on it, he valued it at seventy-seven million, which was the price of it built out. 
and he's not allowed to do that. There's restrictions on it. He could have just gotten that seven, that two million dollar increase because he improved it and been happy. But he had to go for the full seventy-seven million. You know what I mean? Who's loaning this guy money and not paying attention to what he's well, saying? Well, you know, Deutsche Bank is one of them. Turns out. Yeah, but do they have a responsibility to be like called bullshit? Well, you know, that's going to be one of the fun ones. Is yeah. you're you're going to find out real quickly. Um, I was reading uh, yesterday that uh, let's see. So there was a you know there was a, a company that was looking at you know investing slash buying Truth Mobile, you know Truth uh, <sighs> Online, and after all of the stuff that's happened. So the investors of the company have pulled $140 million out of that company. Wow. Real quickly. Is that because of liability? Well, basically that, you know, they see that they're about to lose money on a, on a particular venture. And so the free market is saying, no, 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 no. I'm pulling my money out of this before I lose a bunch of money on it. Gotcha. So. Okay. So true social is about to go down. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know much about, I know. Donald Trump has 4 million um, subscribers and that's pretty, pretty big. Uh, 13 million overall people believe in insurrection. So he has, he has a big army. It's not the size, it's not the size of America, but it's a, it's a pretty big army. I personally don't believe in signing up for a website. That's going to be um, an easy FBI watch list. Yeah, no, no. Not to mention giving your personal information to Donald Trump in any way. Just wait, does he own it or did he just have, is he on somebody else's shit? I don't know. I I don't, I'm I'm not giving him any information at all. (laughs) Right. And, and on top of that, I mean, realistically, it's like, I, I, I'm just, I don't even necessarily like the social media platforms that I'm on. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. so So it's not even like I want to continue that. Yeah. No, I totally understand that one. There was a so 13 million people. I this was originally Monday one of my thoughts is it seems like nothing. But then we wonder why why Republicans are kind of steering to that. And then I when I think about 13 million people as a percentage of 22%, it's a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're paying attention to these insurrectionists so much because while they're not a major uh political party, they are in the party. A major faction in the republicans mm-hmm. so i just don't i i hate that they have to lie in bullshit you know what i mean and the the, the lindsey graham and his abortion ban i was telling my friend why aren't republicans mad that lindsey graham is allowing abortions up to 15 weeks when it's it's a sin to them right <laughs> at any time right. So how do you split hairs on being pro-life? Either you're killing something or you're not. And so people shouldn't be happy with Republicans and their stance on trying to find common ground in abortion. Exactly. And, and of course, then Lindsey Graham saying, you know, something to the effect that this isn't a state's rights issue. Right. And I was like, okay, this is, I need some popcorn for this one. This is his his plan was to address states like New York and Illinois and California that have, you know, the ability to have abortion when you need it. And by the way, we don't need to like rebuild the wheel here. There's like a plan, Roe v. Wade, right? Like 20 weeks. If somebody says 15 weeks, tell me 
why 15 weeks? Give me some scientific evidence to why five weeks sooner in this day and age works. If you get me on scientific stuff, I have nowhere to go. You know what I mean? You know, and you look at the policies of quote unquote, you know, liberal Western countries, you know, most of them, you know, 12 to 14 weeks is as far out as they allow, you know, and we were at 20. Like that's the, that's, you know, that's the Mm -hmm. crazy part is normally like when it comes to stuff like that, we're way behind the curve, but we were the leader of the curve for the longest time. But how did we come up with 20? That is always the grand question. I right. think what it boils down to is, is that scientifically we didn't know what we know now. And so right. you know, it used it used to be that they believed that, you know, fetuses didn't feel pain at all. So they thought, you know, at that point, hey, I think I think you, without having a chance to look it up, I think that I think it was I think 28 was the longest. 28 weeks was was as far out as you could go. And I believe it was based on viability. Could the could the fetus right. survive outside of the womb? at that point and we know that's changed right that's well there's there's things that have changed but you know you still run into a significant number of questions you know like long-lasting developmental side effects agreed but that's not really the issue the issue is just straight life or death can a fetus three weeks be um turned into a grown adult like we can have these conversations that might change the time frame but you know like Republicans don't care. They don't care if your child is suffering from a cerebral hemorrhage and is dead in the womb. They still think you should give birth to that. You know, and that's and that's wild to me because, like, you know, especially like having had family that you know ended up having a stillbirth. Right. Like that's not a great day. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. No. Uh. Uh-uh. If you've ever been constipated, imagine that times two million. You know what I mean? Oh. So I mean. The political shit show continues, and yeah. I think that that's you know unfortunate that we're going to still be dealing with the fact that people are arguing about whether or not you know whether or not it should be allowed. Number one, like it's not going to happen. Yeah, that they think that the simple the the simple act of criminalizing it is going to you know change that metric, and it's not. And especially when you have states that allow for it already. And so mm-hmm. basically you're just going to create, you know, like I, like our conversation with uh, Marco from audio Pound, where I said that you're going to essentially have abortion underground railroads. Right. And we do, we and, actually do. And, and that's the thing where it's like, was I wrong? No, no, there's advocates that are busing people all over the country right now because of that. Yep. And, and so unfortunately I, I didn't, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of believed that that was what was going to happen because, you know, my concern is going to to be now, my concern is going to be that at some point in order to counter that you're going to have States that, you know, pass laws on interstate travel, which they're not supposed to Mm -hmm. Florida's trying, or they tried in Congress, actually a federal ban. And so what's going to end up happening is, is that you're going to have a state that, you know, is going to basically say, you know, you know, Dinah Bitta, and you know, that's how this is going to go is, is that, you know, you're, you're going to have to present yourself, you know, and why you're leaving, you know, and all this other bullshit, the Mm -hmm. state and going to a state where abortion is legal. Yeah. So, but what I did hear 
uh, there was an executive, and I can't. I, I I will remember the name of his company. It's the biggest tech company in America, and they were talking to him about it, and he thought it was a corporate responsibility, and he offered relocation to any employees that were in a state that didn't offer abortion if they wanted to, and he he said he was he pulled out of Texas because he couldn't support a state that did did that and oh, i can't remember what it was some employer app or something but i think corporations have a, a great ability and responsibility to offer that to people you know mm-hmm. because tax revenue is what a, a state lives on that and federal money back to them you know mm-hmm. and so if a state has more tax money they can do more of these things but if you drain them starve them of the blood that it takes to keep them going by moving companies out of there then a, a, a state will slowly die like illinois did when they tried bankrupting it you know mm-hmm. it's you know yeah it's really going to be an unfortunate you know long process before this gets rectified yeah and it was so. fixed. It was fine. Like if you didn't want abortion, you could just turn your back, right? It's not like it's not like people were having abortion parties. You <laughs> know, and, and that's the thing is, is that the places that you know have outlawed abortion are also the places that criminally underfund things like child protective services, things yeah. like you know your your uh, foster care system, yeah, things like adoption like it's criminally underfunded and so now you what i fully expect is is that with in the wake of these decisions and laws that are passed in these states you're going to see a sharp rise in kids entering the foster care system and you're going to see a sharp rise in uh, i would say most likely abuse cases and and the related because of the lack of resources that are already allocated in these states i agree there's no other way for it to go so then and in order for the states to make up for that they're going to have to raise taxes in order to pay for that system Mm. or dole it off onto catholic charities and other abusive systems you know what i mean wait i didn't say that catholic charities is abusive i've just said that they're is a pattern of practice in the past. <laughs> so Sorry. there's 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 going to be there's going to be a reckoning there of uh yeah, what do we do with issues. all the babies, right? You know, and and well, Texas is going to have to come up with, you know, their own messaging on how it's your American responsibility to adopt these kids and people are going to be like me and what money (laughs) right russia is going to be taking them so that they can have uh untrained soldiers (laughs) to fight ukraine who else is going to take these kids sorry that was called a segue everybody oh my god (laughs) that's that's a royal shit show and a half there because like for example you know in crimea so like for example with all the mobilization paperwork in Mm. crimea 80% 80% of the mobilization paperwork went to Crimean Tartars. What's that? Uh, they're, I believe they're a Muslim group. Okay. So they're, they've been drafted into the, you know, they're not drafting the Russians into the fucking oh, army. They're drafting right. the ethnicities in. Conscripts. Um, yeah, people that were protesting the war, they were saying the men that were protesting the war, they put in uniforms and sent them to Ukraine. Which, you know, to me, I'm like, you know what this is this is a hilarious idea it's like if you if you retreat you're gonna get shot 
Yeah. But you could always just be like, all right, cool. I'll get the training from the Russian military and then go join the Ukrainian army and just be like, all right, hey, yo. Yeah. I don't want to what... I don't want to fight for the Russians. I'll I'm I'm going to come over and help. That's what Zelensky just did. I thought it was mm-hmm. brilliant. He's he offered sanctuary for any Russian soldier that was willing to put down their weapon and and walk over to Ukraine. That's yep. smart because they are running as fast as they can away from this war. Like 8,000 people have already defected to Finland. <laughs> you know, and that's just it is is that the thing about the reason why America doesn't have a draft anymore is because it's about the quality of the troop that you got. Right. And, and the thing is, is that the cause is really, you know, when there's a, a valuable cause people join. Right. So like, for example, in the, you know, in the world war two era, you know, yeah, you had people get drafted simply because the volume of the fight Mm-hmm. was that we were going to have you know you needed a bunch of conscripts you really did plus that was pre learning the lesson you know but you also had you also had a bunch of people that you know didn't have the same willingness to fight right you know, as the people who volunteered and so the quality of of soldier you got out of that was much worse and vietnam was the height of that lesson for us mm-hmm. where you know, the quality of soldiers that we got thanks to the draft, you know, was m- not great, but the quality of the, of the recruits that we got because they saw the cause as valuable was fantastic. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of learned our lessons. Like, do we still have the ability to draft soldiers? Yes, we do. Do we want to use that? No, we really don't because we pay, we pay them. <laughs> because because you're not going to get the same quality of soldier that you fully expect you know right. and now for me like for example you know i'm just outside of the draft age period because i believe it's 18 to 35 wow i remember correctly. so uh you know number one i would have never passed the physical anyways so i didn't that. i didn't pass it three times i i didn't pass it you know when i was a kid and this was back when i was you know playing basketball three you know uh six quarters a night mm-hmm. and you know practice for two and a half three hours every day and you know i was in much better shape than i am now yeah no i didn't graduate high school by then 18 I, they wanted me to sign up for the draft and they were like did you graduate high school and i was like not yet and they were like all right we don't want you then and i was like all right thanks let's <laughs> see and, and for us like we had to sign up while we were in high school so yeah, that was my point. I I had to sign up for the draft, but they didn't accept me. You know what I mean? Yep. And they so, would have if there was a war going on. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the kid that wore glasses was going to go to the war. You know what right. I mean? You know, and 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 so now that you know Russia, you know, quote unquote, you know, has thrown some of their best at Ukraine, and mm-hmm. you know the losses that they have seen have been significant. Yeah, they're now going to conscript a bunch of people who don't want to fight. That's like that's a terrible recipe, is what that is. Yeah, like, that's I see a you, terrible decision. Aren't you just going to end up bolstering the Ukrainian army? I think more than they already have. Right. It's I like the know. Ukrainians are like, oh, cool tank parts. <laughs> oh, cool whole tanks. Huzzah! I was watching this thing on. Uh, it's called Great. It's a Hulu original, and I. It was about Peter, uh, Peter the Great's son and Catherine the Great's husband, you know, mm-hmm. and and it, it just they were throwing troops at Sweden. They were just throwing troops at Sweden. And I remember Enemy at the Gate, 
during World War II. They were just throwing troops at the problem. And it's a lot like Ukraine. They're just throwing bodies at the problem. They're not actually going to solve, they're not going to win anything that yeah. way. I mean, you know here, what I mean? You know, here was the issue. Like, the reason why you were, you had such a higher, you know, willingness to throw bodies at the problem and have bodies to throw at the problem is, number one, you had a much stronger dictator in Stalin. And number two, you had an existential threat that was Nazi Germany. Mm, because, right. You know, because the issue wasn't that, you know, the issue wasn't that, you know, the the Germans, you know, wanted to just like depose, you know, the Soviet leadership. They wanted to wipe out the Russians because they saw them as subhuman. Wow. Yeah, we forget about how many of them were in concentration camps, too. And the only thing that stopped the Germans was oil, right? Like, their oil froze up. Mm. They could have taken that. Oh, anyway. What, I just what don't... stopped the Germans was, was fucking stupid decision-making on, on the part of leaders that were not military geniuses. Yeah. And that's, and, you know, and that's the thing Agreed. about every great authoritarian is, is that they think I alone can fix this and they stop listening to their generals. And so they yeah. start replacing good generals, you know, and they might have some good generals in reserve or some, uh, some good leadership in reserve, but eventually you get to the point where you're just replacing bodies and the people that you're replacing them with are not tacticians at all. Yeah. They are, they are ass kissers at best and, and maybe they can tactically kiss an ass, but you know, that's, yeah. they're, they're just not the kind of people that you need to run a, a a strong military operation and even if you have the best leaders if you don't have a troop uh with the morale to fight mm -hmm. the willingness to fight uh, then all you're doing is you're not you're not even wasting ammo on on the enemy you're wasting ammo ammo on your own people and so that's like a whole nother issue in and of itself and so yeah it's you know you don't you don't have a good fight to fight in that case. And, you know, unfortunately it's, it's going to be down to those people to be like, you know what? Nope. I'm fighting against our regime. Fuck this. Yeah. It's like, don't take people who are not willing to fight for you and hand them a gun. That's a terrible decision. <laughs> it's a terrible idea, which is why he didn't do it in the first 200 days is because he was worried that if he gave weapons to the general public, they would use them against him. <laughs> now what's going to happen is, is that he's going to get a bunch of people that don't want to fight, yeah. give them weapons. And I just don't see how this doesn't end with, you know, leadership getting fucking fragged and shot. Right. Because by their own troops. <laughs> the only people left behind in the country are people that know they're the next wave or the people that gave birth to those people or are families of those people. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can't, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't see a serious victory here for Vladimir it's Putin. A, it's a terrible decision. And of course, you know, now it's back to threaten to use nuclear weapons. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I just don't see this going well. I really don't. I, what I do think is going to happen is, is that you're going to have, you're going to have a high number of incidents of, you know, people who are like, well, I'm going to die if I retreat. So fuck it. 10 years in prison, you know, is, or, or being or taking out these assholes is going to be a far better option than, you know, what I'm facing if I run out onto that battlefield. Yeah. I'd rather go to prison. Yeah. I'd rather go to Finland, you know? So it's, uh, you know, Russia is, is 
going to continue to do the, you know, the real dumb thing. And I applaud them for it because oftentimes the, you know, when a, when a country falls, it's because they stop doing things that, you know, make sense. sense. Yeah. (laughs) So kudos to uh, the Russian government on doing things that don't make a damn bit of sense. Yeah. Keep being stupid. We love it. It just wears them down. See, and this isn't making Russia stronger, right? We were talking nope. about that in the first episode. And I never got to make that point. What doesn't kill you wears you to a nub. <laughs> in this case, it's going to be a bloody fucking stump. Yeah. I mean, even Israel is willing to take Russian immigrants in now. They're yep. going anywhere that doesn't require a visa. And Mongolia actually, has, Mongolia put out the offer, I think, yeah. for uh, Tuvins and Kalmix and uh, one other group saying, hey, come to Mongolia. You know, you're native here. We'll accept you with open arms so that way you don't have to fight in Russia's pointless war. I love that. But Estonia is saying, no, you can't come here. Like, stay there, you know? And and, and that's the that's the that's the biggest problem is, is that, you know, because you have such harsh sanctions on the Russian people as well, mm-hmm. like they become charges of the state of Estonia. And right. that's, that's a difficult position to be put in. I, and I understand it. And, and, but I, you know, I don't necessarily agree or disagree. I can see both sides of how this is, you know, a good thing and a bad thing. It's like, like we've, like we've talked about, you can't, you know, you can't accept a whole bunch of people, but, expect that the status quo changes if you don't give them the tools to go back and change their own country and you know in this case it's like look you guys got to figure out your fucking problem with your leadership you know coming here is not going to fix that that's right but it's amazing that whether they're a white russian or a black uh haitian or a a brown syrian an immigrant is a tax on resources until they have enough to not be, you know, it doesn't matter black, white, or Brown. A refugee is a refugee, you know? Exactly. And so, you know, this is where like, this is one of those situations where I I, I firmly believe there are no good answers. Right. Well, like there are human answers of, you know, compassion for people escaping what I would consider, you know, a politically oppressive regime. Heck yeah. I think uh, they should at, be allowed out, you know? And at the same time, I can understand the position of, it's like, we don't have the resources to support a bunch of people uh-huh. that have literally been stuck under an oppressive regime and have nothing to their name. I can understand that too. Yeah. I mean, North Moldova isn't, it doesn't have the resources to take on, you know, thousands of migrants or refugees. So, yeah, you know, and so it's it's why are it's they ref- why are they refugees over there but immigrants here? I think I'm just putting that together. Well, and, they, and they, there's the question. You know, at least <laughs> well, that's and that's the problem is is that, you know, I think the issue is is more of political versus um uh economic. You know, in this case, you know, Ah, okay. With 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 the Russians, you know, you have what is widely a political refugee. You know, right. you've, got a, you've got an autocrat who is literally willing to throw lives away for you know a dick measuring contest because he thinks he's got the biggest peepee. He does not. <laughs> you know, and and in this case, it's like you know people are not willing to die for his war, and that's fully acceptable. Like I think yeah. that's a very 
And, uh, but at the same time, when you have people that are, you know, trying to immigrate because, you know, they believe that there are better jobs and better opportunities, that's a, that's oh. a tough position because yeah, that's definitely the case. But at the same time, it's like, you know, what sort of, what sort of, uh, ability do you have to absorb that? And every country has a different ability to absorb it. And for all we know, mm-hmm. Estonia could have zero capability to absorb anything more right. than they already have. That's right. That's that's an entire possibility and something that you have to keep an open mind about. It's not an easy answer, no matter what yeah. you do. And that you, Estonia has to remember that when all of this is said and done, they still have to work with Russia, because they're not a major country. There's some, but there's somebody in that region that needs that. They're not going to get United States to be helping them as much as Russia would. And well, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, they've cut off damn near everything that has to do with Russia. They have, yeah, you know, they, and of course, you know, they've got issues with Belarus as well, mm. you know, because Belarus has done this whole, we're going to be, you know, uh, you know, one greater Russia and, you know, you've got people from Belarus going, yeah, that does not sound enjoyable. That it's already is, bad that... here <laughs> under you. Now we're going to be under Putin too. That sounds yeah. terrible. That just goes to my theory that anybody of communism that goes into any sort of socialist or democratic state prefers it. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, this is, it's an absolute mess in terms nope. of what they're yeah. going to be dealing with. Nobody's picking communism except the mega movement that wants communism here. I don't understand. Why not go over to Russia, get consigned well, into the, the war? And and fight? That's the thing is, it's, 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 a, it's actually fascism is what it is. It's not communism. Okay. Like, you know, they're, you know, with what Russia has as a hard right compared to a hard left. Gotcha. You know, if you look up, you know, let me grab the definition of fascism here, because I think that's really the important thing. Yeah, because there's nationalist and then there's fascist and then there's communist. And they're so, all variations of socialism. Yeah, so fascists, uh, so uh, advocate for the establishment of a totalitarian one-party state, right? And the and the uh, and for a dirigista economy, with the principal goal of achieving autarky, a, a national economic self-sufficiency through protectionist and economic. Uh, interventionist policies. Yes. So they, essentially what you're looking for, for characterized by a dictatorial leader, they're, they're far right authoritarian ultra nationalist in political and political ideology. So dicta- uh, dictatorial leader, centralized autocracy, militarism, forcible suppression of opposition, belief in a natural social hierarchy subordination of individual interests for the perceived good of a nation or race and a strong regimentation of society and the economy all things that russia is doing all basically russia claimed that they were going into ukraine to fight fascism yeah but they've been establishing fascism in russia Right, they're becoming fascists. I wouldn't. I would say that they're they've gone beyond become fascists. They are, Ooh, and like essentially, this. like every every person that seems to fall victim to Russian gravity sickness, their their organ their company ends up being absorbed by the Russian state. Agreed. So right. I don't think that they're becoming fascist. I think that they actually are fascist. Well, I think 
like uh, Hitler in Germany or North Korea, the main economy is built on a military military buildup. You know what I mean? Like uh, the main focus of it. Well, but that's and that's a hallmark of any authoritarian government. Right. So that's the thing. Right. Is, it's just that you know you had you know with communism it was you know this the 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 greatest distinction between you know communism and fascism was that you know the people quote unquote owned the the collective resources the production right whereas in fascism it's the state that owns it and and putin has been consolidating all of that underneath of him you know mm-hmm. he had he had the oligarchs that literally they when he when putin said jump they said how high and now right. when putin says jump they say what i don't want to and then they go flying out a window <laughs> right right mm. yeah i I'm, I'm beginning to think that you know windows in russia are not made very well yeah. since there seem to be a lot of people that have freak window accidents so then what's the difference between fascism and i don't know socialism socialism is the government controlled means of production and and fascism is an authoritarian so, controlled means the step, of production. The step, the step in difference between uh, socialism and communism is very, very small. Right. I mean, wasn't it Marx, Marx that said everything leads to socialism? Mm-hmm. Communism is that step before socialism. So, so in, in theory, the only difference between socialism and communism is, is, is that the people have more say in terms of what the socialist values are. Whereas um, under communism, the party decides what the values are. Gotcha. It's, it's, uh, but the thing is, is that it's not a far step. If you look at like a political heat map, mm-hmm. socialism and communism really aren't that far apart. Right. Okay. And, the, you know, dif- the difference is the color of your, of your uniform. And then barely. Barely. Yeah. Okay. You know, whereas, you know, whereas, you know, fascism and communism share a lot of the same aspects but it's just that you know one's hard right the other one's hard left mm. okay antifa is about to get charged with crimes <laughs> because people actually put on antifa marked clothes and committed crimes <laughs> so uh, I always said that Antifa didn't exist, but some dumbasses decided to make a patch and get charged with conspiracies. So, huzzah! <laughs> like, well, good job, Antifa. I guess. Right. You, you, you. There was a bullseye on nothing, and then you had to go and walk into the bullseye. <laughs> you know I mean? you literally <laughs> had to draw the fucking target on your back. Right. You could have called yourself Antifa. And it wouldn't have gotten as much as Antifa. So I don't know. I just think it's kind of stupid to mark yourself that way. And I felt that way about MAGA and I feel that way about Antifa. I'm not fascist. I don't like fascists. I'm anti-fascist, but I'm not going to go put a patch on and attack people before I'm attacked. You know what I mean? And, and that's exactly it. It's like, you know, I will I will defend myself, but I ain't going out there looking for a fucking fight. That's pointless. <laughs> I know, right? So this girl that wore her hus- 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 Oh, I lost it. I had hijab. it. In my head. Hijab the wrong way. Was she looking for a problem? She wasn't. She wasn't from the city. She was from the country, coming in to visit people, and they pulled her on a bus and beat her to death, and then said, "Oh, she had a heart attack." 
Yeah, right before her 23rd birthday. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to laugh. It's ridiculous that the, the lie is that obvious. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, she was totally sick. Meanwhile, her entire skull was fractured. And it's like, mm, yeah. yes, you know, exploding skull syndrome. Yeah, but do you think yeah, this nope. is gonna this is gonna change Iran? Do you think it's gonna? They're talking about regime change already, and who's gonna come next? The leader well, might step down. That's what everybody on the cable news is saying. <laughs> unfortunately, in places like that, unless you know, unless somebody uh, somebody's head comes out on a pike, right. you know, the issue is is that, especially with authoritarian regimes, the army's answer to the leader of that authoritarian regime. And right. so if, if that, Directly. And, and unless the, and unless the army says, nah, we're done with this. Right. And then unfortunately what you typically end up with more often than not is a military junta because then the military seizes power because they have the guns and the weapons. Right. It's like, this is where, you know, we, you know, we constantly get a lot of shit for our culture. Uh -huh. But the reality is, is that it takes one authoritarian leader to consolidate army power underneath of him. Uh -huh. And if that leader happens to fall, then a mil the military tends to take over. And you see that time and again in every country. You've got Myanmar, you've got um, yeah. places in South America, you've got uh, places in Central America, you've, you've got places in Africa that are run by military juntas. And, yep. and that, that's the whole issue of the whole power vacuum is, is that once leadership falls, if you have a culture in which only the army is allowed to possess weapons, mm -hmm. there is no response back against them. Wow. And so we are, well, that's why we have guns, right? Is because we don't want a military junta. Like we don't that. want a military junta. We don't want a dictatorship, you yeah. know, and also too, you know, we, we also have it written that in our constitution that sometimes a violent overthrow of the government is necessary when it becomes more powerful than it ever should be. Mm. I think it's more powerful than it ever should be. Are we advocating here? It, I'm not personally because... <laughs> Because number one, the number of people who own, own guns in their political ideology match way too far with the far right. Mm. And I certainly don't want to be underneath their rule where they think that, you know, Jewish space lasers exist. That is uh, a bridge too far for me. Yeah, I got you. Um, I, I think they're just far off the map. But I think all of this, I think, I think racists need a forum to discuss the racism so that they can be proven wrong. So well, that's the problem is, is that, you know, like any other, like any other discussion that's based on things that are illogical and don't make sense, mm. you can have that forum and you can create that space. But if you're not willing to engage in thoughtful dialogue and actual yeah. discussion, then all it turns into is just, I'm going to deny your opinion because mine is superior and you're not having a discussion. That's why oftentimes, like if I'm trying to have a scientific discussion and somebody goes, well, in the Bible, I go, okay, this conversation's <laughs> over because right. you're not, you're not here to listen to science. You're not, you know, I know the Bible inside and out. I grew up in Catholic, you know, I grew up in the Catholic church. I've had to read the damn book, you know, several times front to back. I'm sorry. You know, so 
it is for me it's like i can engage in the discussion of religion that's that's not an issue for me but when <clears throat> you seek to deny evidence on right. specific things simply because you're going to now take and you know take a pineapple and compare it to an actual apple uh yeah we're we're not having a discussion you're you're just looking to disprove me and uh-huh. you're not going to use any sort of logical or reasonable dis, you know discussion and debate techniques yeah and so it's it's not worth it for me to engage in a conversation like that because you know you're not interested in learning or you're not interested in the what if my opinion is wrong you're only interested in the what if i am right and yeah. you know the glorious thing about science is, is that it's like all you know what we will say is is that based on the evidence what we see is that and that if we have more evidence that is going to potentially change you know the thing about science is is that it's adaptable because we get better tools we get better data we get better techniques and that process the process of science has not changed in 2000 years right but with all of those tools, we are now able to really dig into certain things. Agreed. Yeah. And I mean, we just we just sent three dummies around the moon. I think that's so cool. And and realistically, like if you know all you want to do is talk about what a book says, it's like that's great. We can talk about what a book says, but that's not science. And Agreed. Agreed. that's not, you know, that's not a conversation that I'm going to have. It's like, I'll talk religion if we're going to talk religion, but if we're going to talk science, we're not talking religion. Yeah. If we're going to talk politics, I don't want to talk religion. 61% of Republicans feel that we should make the United States a Christian nation. When that, that scares me. <laughs> when we have freedom of religion as the first amendment. Yeah. Oh, funny. <clears throat> so I don't want to talk. I don't. They're calling um, Trump God. They're calling him Orange Jesus. They're calling him Emperor. And I just don't think that that kind of language fits into politics. Well, and and especially when you have him releasing an image of him being second only to Jesus, and I'm going, yeah, that's not good. That's not. It's like for my religious friends out there, look up what idolatry is. Yes, please. And it's one of the major sins, right? It came down yes. off the mountain with Moses. And 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 I need you to really think about what you're doing because what you're doing is idolatry. Yeah. Right. Um, that's I not will, not I that's will, not a good thing. I will not worship anyone but God. Any other false idols, right? Right. And and you know, false prophets. You know, I this dude is not like this dude has no bearings in the fucking Bible whatsoever. Agreed. So at least every, you know, the book that I read, he does not represent any of the qualities of, of the Jesus that I read about. In fact, he represents more of the qualities of, I would say the horror Babylon, but you know, what do I know? <laughs> I know. He, honestly, dude, he's just a guy. <clears throat> yep. What he is, he's, he's a guy that cheated on his wife and will not admit it. That's all he is. That's the only plan he uses. Deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing other things, but deny, deny, deny comes the whole way around yep. for him. All right. And if he can get away with it, good for him. He's making money doing it. I don't think he's going to be able to do it forever. 
No. You know? So No. And what oh you don't need to use religion as a weapon. If it's no. a faith, it's a faith, it's a belief, but no religion do I know says suppress and injure other people by no. using this. No. You know? So and so the thing is like and that's the thing is I know plenty of Christians out there who I would consider them solid Christians. They're the yeah, ones yeah. that try to do right, you know, by the good book. They're the ones mm-hmm. that, you know, believe in in helping the sick, the poor, the infirm. You know, they have their limitations, like any person does. You know, because they still also have to look out for themselves. Agree. But they also don't. You know, they see what that bullshit is, and they go, hmm, "No, nope, that's." Mm. And then, and, and that's the thing. It's like. They're, they're the kind of people that, you know, they believe abortion is bad no matter what. Okay, I can understand and I can accept that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the kind of people that, you know, believe that, you know, they need to pray before every meal, that, mm-hmm. you know, they need to be in church every Sunday. Okay, I get it. That's that's great and wonderful devotion to a cause. Yeah. You know, I have, I have disagreements with them on any number of different things, but most of them i would there's a lot of them out there and i would say most of them i would consider good rational people you know that happen to be guided more by you know the book than by you know say the things that i'm guided by which is you know data and evidence Mm -hmm. but i can't deny that you know ultimately they're trying to do good by the the people that they're around i i I can't deny that yeah it's it's the you know like anything else you know it's the vocal far right and the vocal far left that yeah. has everybody thinking that you know this is what the majority of the party is but mm-hmm. it's the majority of the opinion that you see and that's the difference that's right they're just louder they're not more yep okay you know I dan like crenshaw that. actually you know he called people like marjorie taylor green he was like they're people that just want to put on the jersey just to scream at the other side they're not actually, <laughs> they don't have anything to present they don't have policy and they don't have anything that of substance and i had to laugh that's that right. he called out marjorie taylor green in that one that, that's a perfect way to <clears throat> and to that's and i think that's it. exactly I, I mean, that's the things i don't think he's wrong and i and i think that that also applies to the far left is you've got people who just want to put on the jersey just mm-hmm. to scream at the right and Agreed. they have nothing to offer yeah you're not trying to find the solution you're trying to find your solution not even that you're just screaming about their problem hmm. that's funny I see it that way, like a fan in the stands as opposed to a player on the field, right? Right. Or, you know, a a player on the field, a coach on the sidelines, somebody who, you know, somebody who really actually just, you know, they're that fucking drunken asshole that gets belligerent and then, you know, gets all (laughs) butthurt when everybody else finally puts them in their place. Yes. I love that. So. Thanks for being here, Jeffrey. Of course. Wow. Anything you want to wrap up on? No, I get to, I've got some pooping and scooping to do mm. and I got to go, I got to go fix a washing machine. All right. Well, I got ants in my pants, so I'm going to go poop and scoop too. <laughs> there you go. I love you. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye buddy. Bye. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our, this is our time. To those who to those seek who peace, peace and security, security. we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of
Raider Rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. It's in this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. And keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher Smart, Smart Radio, Radio, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access Public America. America. History, History in the Making. History in the Making. Making History, History in the Making. In the making. In the making.